Welcome to Time Sync, episode 73. This is Carlos Tomoldi. This is Carlos Hamza. Let's rock. Alright, Molly, so I got a little bit of follow-up here. Um, last time we talked a lot about Go and chess and AI and, you know, it was pretty... Mostly pretty, Go and AI. Mostly Go with AI, yeah. So, and I, I, didn't, I didn't give all the details because, you know, who remembers half of these details, but... Here's someone that I just know that I feel like there's a few things that I feel like I totally missed that probably should have been part of you know the the first iteration of this, which was uh so the the first time AlphaGo went against uh, any professional you know really professional out there like he was a European uh, champion was Fan Hui right that was the first time he got really famous because they defeated mm-hmm. Fan Hui five to zero. That's right, but he wasn't. The best of the best. So like, eh, you know, is it really that good? Exactly. He was still, he was still great, but he wasn't the best of the best, is what they said. But Fanhui actually joined the DeepMind team, you know, the team that built the AI, and he helped them progress the AI. But you know, like, uh, being that one like overarching figure that's like, oh, I know if a move is good or bad, right? Because they, you know, they're not professional Go players. They didn't really know. And he also played the ga- games with Go to, you know, get his own rating better, and he got better. I think got like. 500 or some rating higher or something just by that. Wow. That's always interesting to me. It's like, yeah, you learned from the robot that you taught. Yep. So, Fan Hui, pretty, pretty cool. He's, he was part of the team. So, it all it kind of like, it all circles back. And then, now here's another thing. In chess, there's this tournament, if you will, called the Top Chess Engine Championship. So, it's obviously, it's a championship, but which is just with engines. Okay, like chess engines. Okay, so it's uh, like if you're the kind of person who watches chess tournaments to see what the best possible chess play is, this is what you would watch. Yeah, basically, you know, but the, but that's not exactly true because you know you have to you have to submit your engine to this. You know, they call it TCEC. You, you just submit it to this TCEC, but then. Uh, there's some caveats to this, which like, like they have things where it's like, okay, you can only use these many GPUs or these many CPUs and you can only do, like they have some limits. Oh, I guess they don't want to be like whoever has the most money just wins. I guess, but so that for that reason, well, that's one of the reasons why Alpha Zero, which is, you know, the universal Alpha Go, whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. AI. Generalized. Generalized. It didn't, it doesn't compete in this TCEC, which I thought was like an interesting choice. You know, for one thing, maybe they just don't, they just didn't know about it because you know it's not their it wasn't DeepMind's goal to like work on chess. They trained this like for like nine hours. They're like, all right, let's see what it does, and it did amazing. <laughs> it, it's not this is not their main goal, so they didn't really care. But one of the reasons also is they use TPUs, which are not obviously not allowed, or maybe not obviously, but they're just not allowed in the TCEC. I'm surprised they're not allowed. Yeah, yet I, it's because because it's like it's Google proprietary stuff, so. Obviously, DeepMind is a Google company, so it's like, or it's part of Google, so it's Google's like, yeah, we'll give it to you. But for other companies, like, nah, you know, it's kind of, kind of that deal. So, anyways, I just want to say for this tournament, um, last time I did mention a little bit about uh, the two big chess engines are Stockfish and Leela Zero. Uh, Stockfish is was the reigning champion for like a very long time. So when they first did Alpha Zero, they went against Stockfish, and that and Alpha Zero beat Stockfish. Like that's the big numbers I gave you, like 156 games, and they they lost like six games or something. So the and a bajillion draws, and sure, a bajillion draws. But it was like a, it was like 
only like a few days of training so it's like pretty insane or however many however many hours so they do this and as soon as the chess world heard about this and you know obviously got really popular they invented or they started making lila chess which is basic same ideas that alpha zero uses like you know reinforcement learning training against itself no history blah blah, blah. so then lila chess won or beat stockfish and then stockfish won and lila chess won and then right now stockfish is reigning supreme so stockfish is obviously still evolving um but no alpha zero that's just kind of an interesting point. Is Stockfish also a neural network, or is it a different type of AI? It is. It is. It's it's, it's a neural network, but it's a uh, it's trained on a bunch of games. And remember, all of these chess engines, they all have the opening. They have they have something called the opening book and the end tables. They're allowed to use them, but there's you know certain time restrictions. Like if you're, you're like you know you can see the best openings, and you can use those if you want, but you can't take forever computing what the next move is. And for end tables, like I told you, like the last seven games are already, uh, like it's already figured out up to the last seven moves. These are the best moves. These are the best possible moves if there's seven pieces left on the board. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is no, this is just optimal play. If you just know enough end game theory, then you're just, this is the best play. This is, that's it, right? Mathematically, it's the best optimize it. In theory, so. once you get to the last seven pieces, the game should be able to just end there. Yep. Or, uh, yeah. Well, if Assuming you're both, both playing, players are optimal. Yeah. If you're both playing optimal, then, you already know who's gonna win, but obviously that's not the case. Like like we saw in the Magnus Carlsen versus Jan Nepo Manchi, you know, World Championship match, they were playing. They were playing really good, like pretty good chess. Like they were doing the best moves that Stockfish recommended. But then near the ending, the end game, obviously Max is really good at the end game, so he's just every single move he played is like optimal. And then Jan is playing good, but then he he can't he can't make every single end game move. And even if he's ahead, Magnus pulls out the victory. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like. It's a different game. Like, you're still playing chess, but it's, like, it's a different opening game, mid-game, end game. It's, like, totally different, right? Mm-hmm. And Magnus is, like, super good at end game theory. And almost all games go to the end game, right? So, <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> okay. And the last bit of follow-up was Lee Sedol. So, I mean, Lee Sedol is the one that lost against Alpha uh, Go Lee, which is, like, a little bit of a better version that, that faced against Fan Hui, right? But mm-hmm. he won, like, he lost 4-1. to one. So he still won one game. You know, it's kind of like a... Uh... He won game four. Yeah, he won game four. But he still lost the tournament. And, um, you know, if if it was like a big a big, a big news thing. So in 2019, he, which is a couple years after the tournament, he retired. So he announced his retirement. He said, you know... Uh, and he actually had a really good quote that I should have pulled up, but I didn't. <laughs> he had a really good quote. Uh, okay, which said... Even if I become the number one, there is an entity that cannot be defeated. Ooh. So that's that's his guy. And he said he wanted to help, um, you know, teach professional play. But also, when he retired, he wasn't the top Go player anymore. It was by it was by a bunch of other young kids, right? Like I told you, like the twenty the twenty year old and the twenty four year old, uh, they're both really high right now in Chinese KJ and Li Xin. So they're both doing really well. So he wanted. He's like he thinks that he's not in his prime anymore, and he'd rather expand the name of Go anyways. And he's already made his name in history, right? So, okay, yeah. So his idea is well. I feel like it's not. It's not necessarily a good thing. I feel like if you search up, like if anyone mentions Lee Sedol, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy who fought AlphaGo and lost." Well, I mean, it's more like people will think that uh, he was the last line of defense for humanity, if if you will. But then it didn't work out, and that's and that's expected, right? So it's like whatever. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It, it was it was inevitable. I don't know I don't know how people can believe that. Like oh no no, it'll never get there. Like I don't know how you can believe that. It's it's gonna get there eventually. Get enough 
TPUs, enough CPUs, GPUs, enough experience building AI, and AI will just beat humans at everything. The people, the people that know about AI, they thought it would be in a couple of decades. The people that have no idea what AI is capable of, they thought it's impossible because it's such a complex game. In reality, it was beat way before decades. It was it was way before schedule, and kind of shocked both both sides. Like, oh, whoa, okay, it, it, this is a very very fast uh, advance. But this is this is still way far away from general AI. So it's like a yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's impressive, but. Winning a game of Go does not... And yet, here we are. No self-driving cars. Not in any true sense. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting really close, though. We've been getting really close for the last, like, five years, Hamza. I swear to God. Like, I, I totally thought self-driving cars would be here before the year 2020. And actually, you know what? That's not true. Self-driving cars are here. Like, Waymo, another Google pet project company, the Waymo self-driving car company, they, in literally right now, in Arizona, and this is this is happening for, like, the past five years or something, they have taxi cabs that are just self-driveless. Like, you go there, you put down whatever you want to go. They don't even have a steering wheel, and it will just take you to whatever. And this is all self-driving. It's not, it is not by whatever. Because Arizona, like, allowed them the permit or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's difficult for cities to be like, should we trust you? Should we not trust you? So Arizona is doing this. And I, wasn't, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I know, like, I've seen when I went, like, I've been to some major cities, and I can see, like, Waymo or, you know, whatever company happens to be, who happens to have permission testing their stuff so there'll be like a human driver inside and it'll have that camera thing that's spinning like a mach 60 or whatever on the top to 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 get a map of everything around it but i didn't realize that this straight up like you can sit in a car and be driven somewhere and there's not a human in the driver's seat yep no human in the driver's seat and they say like they have like a bajillion miles driven and then a bajillion more simulated driven and also the way more trucks got released which are self-driving trucks that are supposed to go through like inter inter what is the word inter-country travel interna- international travel not international but you know through the nation intercontinental inter okay whatever yeah intercontinental that sounds right intercontinental travel <laughs> and they're self-driving ta- uh, I, mean, trucks. I guess interstate basically is what we care about across state lines i assume like across the country yes across america what is a transcontinental railroad so the transcontinental trucks basically that- it is scary that like most states the most common job is like truck driver yeah, so if this so it's it's both good and bad. Like one self driving means uh you know, we don't need humans anymore, which is always better, right? No, I'm kidding. But it's like a you know, it's it's gonna be faster, it's gonna be more efficient, it's gonna be less accidents is what we hope for. But at the same time less jobs. This is what bothers me about whenever like they try to develop like AI to replace humans at anything, but driving is like the most common, I feel like. Where people expect the AI to be like perfect. Like, they want the AI to, like, never make, have an accident, ever. And, like, if you think about it, all you really need the AI to do is just be better than human. Which I'm pretty sure it's been for, like, a long time now. Yeah, no, it is. But, you know, people, it's very difficult for people to to understand that and also trust something. So, I can I can understand the slow, slow grab of it. But Waymo's thinking of expanding, too, you know. This is, this is something I read, like, a long time ago, too. So, I'm sure they're getting even better. They're running in real cities because cities are, you know, very difficult to traverse usually. Yeah, in terms of, like, density. But I also know, like, a lot of country roads would have, like, really poor marking. And that would make it very difficult for AI. I feel like I can't believe we haven't done this yet where, like, legislation has been passed so that we could just make it easier for the AIs to drive roads. Because roads are designed for humans to be able to drive on, you know? Like, a stop sign 
in America. It's an octagon, a red octagon with the word stop on it. But like you could design a stop sign that's both readable by humans and also very readable by machines. And therefore, a machine would have an easier time understanding that this is a stop sign. I don't think a machine has any difficulty understanding that that red octagon is a stop sign, though. There's like no problem at all. I don't know, I feel like you can always, always make it better. You can always make it like more yeah, machine. You can always make it better, focused. but I, I don't think that's even like even a blip in the problem because they're literally like, okay, whatever. If it works both ways and it's not really, really because the the amount of captures I get where it's like, pick the stoplight, pick the stop sign. That it's doesn't. A, it's, a, it's constant, dude. That does not. That doesn't mean that they're like, all right, we just got this data. Here's here here you go, car. That's that's not what they do, dude. Well, they clearly want the data for a reason, right? They clearly like, okay, we need as much stop sign and stoplight data as we possibly can get. Let's get the humans to do it for us. Yeah, but it's not. I hate those things, by the way, because I always like I always somehow mess. I, I I don't know what I do wrong, but I usually take like the second or third try to get them right. Dude, there's a scam there because I swear I did all the crosswalks, and they're like, no, 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 you messed up. You gotta try again. It's like, bro. It's because like people don't agree on what a crosswalk is. If like, does the sidewalk where it reaches count as a crosswalk, or is it just the stripes on the road? If, crosswalk. if the image has even a tiny bit of one pixel of a crosswalk in it, I'm clicking that picture, dude. Yeah, but then if 99% of people don't click that picture, then you're the one They're who's all wrong. wrong. No, they're all wrong. Sorry. That's, my, that's not my problem. I hate those things. Especially because like, by the time you get to like the third try, which I always, it always takes you to take the third try, then the images get real low quality. They intentionally give you like the terrible pictures, which doesn't help in any way. But I mean, we talked about that. That's why, you know, training AI on what humans have done is always kind of, it's always biased, right? There's always tons of bias. It depends on what media you're giving it, what information you're giving it for, for what it to infer. That's why AlphaGo is like, screw that. But even then, like even, or just Alpha Zero, even if they became more generalized, you can still make another AI that's better than their AI using other, like other parameters and other whatevers. So it's not like a, this is the best. It's not purely a data problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this is not the best, best. There could be, you know, it's good. Wait, what was it? It's good, but it can be better or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. From my favorite Yeah, that one character you love from that movie you don't love, yeah. Yeah, dude, that character, he made the movie good. You say this every time. Yeah, seriously, though. Okay, next follow-up. All right, now it's my follow-up time. So, we talked about, in the last episode, we talked about two things. Going AI and PBS Kids. Mostly because our third ended. And I mentioned how, like, I heard that they re- they got in contact with the original Arthur voice actor to play adult Arthur in the last episode. And I said I couldn't find any sources on that. And But I chose to, like, just perpetuate the story because it's a, it's a, it's a fun story. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know why it didn't occur to me to just look at the credits. Because, like, here's what happened. I heard that, oh, Arthur's last episode aired. I watched like the fast forward section of it. I checked the comments. The comment mentioned offhandedly that they got the same voice actor. I went looking for articles like at, just like hours after the episode aired. There weren't any. None that I could that I, I trusted or could find. Once again, I don't know why I didn't see look at the credits. I was like, I went back and looked at the credits, and it's true. It legit happened. Wow. Okay. You couldn't just yeah. hear his voice and be like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> no, dude. No, no, no. I, I can't do that. I don't have that skill. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Michael Lawrence Yarmush. Uh, and IMDb, or IMDb, his Wikipedia page says known for the original voice actor of Arthur Reed and Arthur. And this is a this is a classic case of like, you know how people who edit Wikipedia pages edit them really quickly. Yeah. So 
I don't know if that was there before or if they added that specifically because they knew people would come here to see that. But it mentions like under career, you know, he returned for Arthur. 22 years after his departure from the role, he provided the voice of adult Arthur in the series finale. Yeah, we could be usually updates if there's if it's like big enough news. So it was probably out there somewhere. They'd be like, oh, we got to put that in. Yeah. And yeah, so there you go. It's, it's an interesting story and it's actually a true story, which is rare. Usually it's one or the other. Yeah, that's cool. But so, like, I mean... Who cares? I guess who cares? I'm, like, gonna be I'm, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. You're not going to talk on the audio-only podcast? All right. So, second piece of follow-up. This, this is a bit of a, bit of a backstory. So, I had this memory of being like, I couldn't have been more than five or something. Because at the time, I didn't know English. Like, I knew I didn't know English. So, I'd been, I had to have been very young. And I remember turning on the TV and seeing like two, like maybe um, 30 seconds of a show on PBS. And it w- I remember the scene in my head. And then it cut to another scene and they started talking English. And I, I knew I could, I, I remember not understanding it. So I changed the channel. But for some reason that stuck with me for the last however many years that is now. Right. I was five years old or something at the time. But it, it's always stuck with me. And every once in a while, I would go on the PBS Kids Wikipedia page to look at the shows and to see if maybe I'd, I could find that clip again. I don't know why. It just never left my head. Ever. Jeez, that's, that's real. Yeah, I don't know what it was. And the scene's not even that impressive. The scene it showed, like, I don't remember, it was, like, it was an anthropomorphic animal human thing showing another anthropomorphic creature how to shoot a bow and arrow. And, and I, I remember the guy messed up and that was like, haha, very funny. Malik, this is this is unrelated, but are you a furry? No, that that's a bad. Know. That's a, that that's a dumb question. Let's just go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But anyways, don't talk about don't talk about my five year old me's fetish thumbs up, please. <laughs> so what? this stuck with me for some. I don't know why. Like I don't know why it stuck with me. Like it's a stupid scene, but it's like I remembered it. And like I said, every once in a while, I'll go back and try to see if I recognize any of the show names, and I couldn't. And then, during last episode, you offhandedly mentioned a show that you recognized, or a name of a show you recognized, Redwall, because of the book series you had read. Yep. And so I was like, I don't, I don't recognize Redwall. I looked it up, and I looked at the screenshots of the show, and I'm like, this is this show. This is that show. This has to be that show. And I, I, I don't know like why. I don't know why Redwall never stuck out to me before. Like I said, I've, I've gone to the Wikipedia page before many times, just look, just picking random shows to see if I recognized it. I guess I just never picked Redwall. Or maybe the, maybe the Redwall Wikipedia page doesn't... It leads to the book series or something. So that's why I never realized. But... Which is a great series. I had to know for 100% sure if this is the show or not. Because, like, you know, maybe it's just another anthropomorphic me- medieval time show. So you watch through every single episode of Redwall. Is that what I'm hearing? So... So, it's, uh, yeah. That's the thing I'm going oh with this. Oh, my God. So, I... Like, I... So, okay. First of all, uh, shout out to uh, Jedi Master 362 on YouTube. He put all, he put like, there are three seasons of the show. He put all three seasons up, but like condensed into one video with the credit and theme song cut out. So I just downloaded that video and I just sat and I watched Redwall at eight times speed. Eight times speed? Eight times speed. I'm not going to sit down and watch the entire show at regular speed, Hamza. So you're not even watching it. Can you even hear what they're saying? I'm not even watching it. I'm straight up not watching it. VLC gives up. If you try to go faster, they're like... Four t- I don't know what I know what the limit is, but it gave up trying to play audio. It's just video. So I just put on a podcast and I was just sitting there watching the images flash before my eyes like I'm chalk or something. 
And then like, and then, you know, bloody, what is it? Season two, episode seven. I find the scene. No way. Like, no I find way. it. I find it. No way. Really? I found it. Yeah. I found the exact scene. Like, oh my God, it's finally over. I can rest now. Wait, you need to show me the scene, dude. What the heck? This is big news. The thing is, I, I, I forgot to save exactly the timestamp. So I can't, I'm trying to, I'm, I was trying to desperately find it before we were we started recording. To find, oh God, it's like, and the thing is, the scene isn't even five seconds long. Like it's, it's such a short, short scene. Like even if I skimmed through the video, I probably wouldn't see it. I had to watch it like eight times speed just so it would be on screen long enough for me to see it. Dude, I am so shocked right now. I can't believe you even found it. And I can't believe this is the show. That's It is. Also, Red Wall is a weirdly dark show. Because, like, I wasn't listening to it. So, I don't know how the voice acting is. Like, if it's very kiddish or the, the dialogue. There's a character who gets, like, captured and tortured. They tie the character. It's, it's like, what the main character's like, I, I think it looks like it's, it's his love interest. She gets tied to a water wheel. And they just keep spinning the water wheel. So, she spends, like, half the rotation underwater. And it implies she's been there for, like, a whole day, essentially, just going through this. No sleep, no rest. And like, this is a weirdly dark show for PBS kids. Yeah, dude, and there's, there's like another a whole character. war going on. Yeah, it's a whole war. It's medieval show and there's this, like, you know, there's like, there's kid war and then there's like actual like war. Like, you know, they they shoot a bow and arrow at a guy and it, it straight up pierces the guy. And like, I'm like, what, what, what? This is a PBS kid show? Yeah, but there was and no the, blood, right? There was no blood. You see the arrow so go it, through the so guy. So it never happened. No, but there's another character who like, I don't know if it was oil or just really hot water, but they throw like boiling stuff onto this character, and like it's kind of played off as like a joke. You don't really see him, and then he, this the dude shows up in season two. This happens. The, the thing happens in season one. In season two, he shows up again, and he the it's like a plot twist. It seems like once again, I'm watching it at ten speed. I don't really know what the hell's going on, but like the guy, a character shows up who wears a mask all the time. And when he takes off his mask, half his face is, like, scolded off. You can, like, see the muscle underneath. He has no skin on half his face. But it's not the same guy. It is the same guy. It's implied that he was one of the people who got splashed with the uh, boiling whatever. I'm like, this is a kid's show? What the, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, the book was pretty dark, too, but it was a great book. Is it a book or is it multiple books? No, multiple books, but I, I only read the first Redwall. Oh, is Redwall not the name of the series? Or it's one of those cases where the first book is the name of the series? Well, I can't answer any of your questions. But all I know <laughs> is I very much enjoyed Redwall when I was a child. It was a great series. Uh, honestly, the most interesting thing about like this thing is like how off I was, my memory. Like I, When I saw the scene, I recognized it immediately. Like, I'm, this is it. This is it. But the characters were different in my head. Like I remember them being different animals and stuff. So it was really interesting to see. Like, I got 90% of it right, but 10% was off. That's a different animal. That's kind of, like, that's kind of the big... That's like, isn't that, like, the big part of it? Like, oh, I thought it was a mouse, but it's actually a rhino. It's like, <laughs> okay, it didn't that far off. It was uh, one of the characters is a honey badger. Or I thought they were a honey badger, but they were actually a hedgehog. Oh, okay. And I'm desperately trying to find the script. But yeah, I, I, w- I can't imagine having... Because I had to download it off YouTube because YouTube only lets you go two times speed. As if, like, you're going to actually watch the video or something. So I had to, like, download it. And once again, because of this dude on YouTube, Jedi Master, like, 362. He put the entire season up. So I just download the entire season's worth of episodes and just burn through them. This is what I do with my free time. This is why I, I, I'm terrible. <laughs> that's that's a lot of time. But you know what? I'm glad it's only... How, how, how much how much do you have to go through, though? Uh, each season's about... Well, each, each season's 
four and a half hours. Okay. Well, geez. on its own. So it's it, but it's halfway through season two or like three quarters of the way through season two. So only had to sit through a season and a season and a qu- three quarters. Like seven ish hours. Jeez. But I was totally pre- well. Yeah, seven hours, but like eight, it was like eight times speed. And like I said, I was listening to a podcast while I was doing it because the VLC just gives up trying to play audio. But yeah, but it was a you're crazy dude. It's uh yeah. Uh, not to, I'm not saying I, that I wouldn't do that either, but I'm just saying it's still a crazy thing. <laughs> I'm still trying to find that clip. I wish I could find it now. Just find it later, my dude. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, this is a. It's. I'm not gonna. I'm kind of interested in watching the show now, just because it's so dark and surprisingly dark. I'm only read the book, dude. I don't read Hamza. God, dude, just read. It's not that hard. You just look at the words on the piece of paper, and then you just, just know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm glad your dream was satisfied. It's crazy how it happened, though. It is crazy. It's weird to think that, like, oh, Arthur had to end for me to find the show after all these years, and for me to have a podcast and mention it to you. Yeah, this is why. Like, I, I've always had a thing where it's like, the more people you talk to, the more people that are knowledgeable and stuff that you meet, just. Just by that, you 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 gain more knowledge. You get you get more, you know, you get more you get more of it. Usually, it depends on the, it depends on the company, right? Of course, of course. Okay, Malib. So I have written here Elon Musk. Yet. I just want I just want I just want to ask you, what do you think the topic is going to be about? <laughs> okay, so Elon Musk. So it's either going to be about a gun, or it's going to be about Elon Musk, or both. I don't know what that guy's up to now. So. Yeah, it's not really about Elon Musk. It's it's, <laughs> but but it's related to him because he's kind of like the big boy right now, like about this certain topic. Okay. Are we gonna talk about cryptocurrency again, Hamza? Because we've been doing that. No, 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 it's not crypto. It's not. It's not. It's not nothing. Nothing as lame as crypto. It's <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. 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 It's a. Uh, it's about it's their lamer NFTs. It's about it's about their cars. I'm not not their cars, but like Tesla, but the batteries. Electric vehicles. Yeah. Oh, batteries. The batteries of the electric vehicles. Okay, okay. Okay, but here's the deal. So, normally, in our homes, we use, like, alkaline batteries. Like, you know, like the Duracell, AA, AAA, whatever type batteries. Mm -hmm. But for our iPhones and for rechargeable batteries, they're usually lithium-ion batteries. These are words I have heard, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. And I've always heard lithium-ion, like, oh, yeah, lithium-ion, whatever. I don't. I don't really understand what what they were talking about. Like, you know, what what even is a battery, and what does it mean by make by being lithium ion, like in the chemical level? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I'm what I'm. Excited. That's what I'm about to tell you right now here, because oh yeah, it's 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 very interesting, and it's very interesting how Tesla uses this technology specifically. <laughs> I was very shocked. But anyways, enough clickbait. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But here, so here's the deal. Well, actually, how much do you know about lithium ion specifically? I'm going to... Okay, I know they use lithium. Good. All right. All right. And lithium is Li on the periodic table. Yes. And that's about it. Okay. Oh, and ion just means like a, an atom with a charge. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Right. That's, so that's pretty much it. Know all the words. <laughs> I, exactly. I, I could deconstruct the word lithium and ion, and that's about it. The thing to me was... How do they recharge the battery? So, like for example, it's not that hard to, it's not that hard to create a flow of electrons in one direction, right? Because that's what electricity is—just electrons, right? So it's not that difficult to make electrons flow from one direction to another. Haven't you seen that Veritasium video where it's like 
It's not that. It's the energy through the field. Stop, dude. Stop, stop. We're, we're not, we're not overtasking in this channel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, like, conventionally, if you will, then, actually, conventionally, it's the opposite way. Whatever, whatever. Electrons go through and electricity, therefore. And so, it's not that hard. But how do you make it go backwards? Because you need you need the electrons to also go back and go back into the battery. And then back and forth. That's kind of the, that's how you recharge, right? Because, like, if you, you can discharge... But then, how do you charge again, right? That's the yeah. difficulty. Um, and how do you do it in a fast manner? And then you have enough capacity. So, there's different types of lithium-ion batteries, and they come in different form factors. Uh, but who cares? The main thing is there's cylinder types, and there's flat pouch types, and there are like, for example, in your in your cell phone, there are those lithium-ion batteries, but they're not in cylindrical form like you see your AA battery. They're more in like a flat-ish form they kind of remind me of those like applesauce juice packets that you give to the kids yeah yeah you know except, except they're totally flattened yeah yeah they're way thin like if you empty those out and had it with the smallest amount of apple applesauce left in it wait applesauce or apple juice applesauce i associate with applesauce because they, they tend to be like in those weird pouches oh okay sure but you have to just flatten it out completely um almost like a rectangular prism but it's like super thin not that thin but 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 thin Okay, so that's, that's it goes in your cell phone, right? So you just imagine how your cell phone looks like. Half of that is your battery. So basically, there you go. And um, <laughs> half of it, um, probably you're probably more actually. But anyways, that's not really. Yeah, that's how thick it is. Oh, dude, the 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 biggest component in your battery is your. I mean, in your in your phone is your battery. Okay, oh, especially yeah. in iPhones. I don't know much about other phones, but in iPhones, I do know like one of the hardest things for phone manufacturers is like battery life that's like the weak that's like the weakest link basically that's what limits what you can really do because if you make something too powerful it drains the battery too fast yeah battery life is important this actually has nothing to do with battery life and i just want to, I just, I just want to talk about specifically about lithium ion and how this process works and just why it blew my mind because i mean why did i even think it was like important enough to talk about but um so you're right it's lithium and actually i guess the first question is why did they use lithium why not nickel or cadmium, or whatever, zinc. That's what they use for alkaline. Why not use zinc? Why do they use lithium? And lithium is they use lithium because it's it's special in the sense that it doesn't it doesn't want its valence elect like it doesn't want its outermost electrons. It doesn't care about that. So it easily gives up electrons. Easily gives up electrons. Just just the outermost. Oh, so is it is it like in the first column of the periodic table? Left I side. I, I can't tell you that. If it, yes, if it makes periodic you happy. table. Hold on, give me a second. Periodic. Table. Left side images. Where's Li? Show me Li. Yeah, it's number three. It's on the left side. All right, carry on. So it, it easily gives up its uh its electron. So that's nice because if it easily gives up its electron, then well electricity. But it doesn't. It's not. It's not great because okay, you can get rid of it, but you need to make it go in a certain direction, and you need it to you know, flow together, and you don't want it to go so crazy. You know, it's like basically you want you want to control it a little bit. So what they do is. And like you know, like charges repel, and unlike charges attract. So if you want to attract the electrons, you need some kind of, um, you know, some kind of thing to attract it. But obviously, that's what the protons, that's what the lithium ion is there for, anyways. Or that's what the lithium is. So we call it. Why do we call it? They call it lithium ion because the lithium atom gives away one of its electrons, and it becomes it becomes ionized. So it's it's just it's just an ion, which means it doesn't have it, it's missing an electron. Oh yeah, yeah, cause yeah, if it was perfectly matched up, 
protons, two electrons, zero charge. It gave away one electron for free, positive charge, ion. So it becomes an ion. And we need it to be an ion because we need the, we need the electron to generate our electricity, right? Um, so the basic idea is you have a cathode and an anode. That's kind of what you hear in battery terms, right? But whatever. So then you have a cathode, you have an anode. Usually, well, not usually, but anode is negative and cathode is positive. Not always. Isn't that by definition? The def- I think the definition, first of all, I don't, really don't like this in physics. Whereas like the definition depends on who you ask. Like the definition of a, of like the flow of electrons, like, oh, it, conventionally it's it's protons that actually move. No, 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 but in reality convention it's is, electrons. Yeah, convention is, convention is positive charge move. Yeah. But actually it's electrons that are moving. And I'm like, why can't we just go with the facts? You know. So in this case too, it's like some people say, yeah, anode is negative by by definition. But some people say, no, 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 it's the one that it's the thing that gives up charge. That's your negative. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that's your that's your anode, which is fine. But when you're when you're when you're discharging, then you're right. But when you're when you're recharging it, it swaps. So then whatever, dude. I don't. I don't again, terminology. I don't really want to talk about because that's because I'm pretty sure like cation is the positive charged one, and anion is the negatively charged one. So I thought I'd apply the same cathode and anode, but I guess you're right. It depends on which way this, I guess, the electricity is flowing. It depends on who you ask and who 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 really cares enough about it, right? It's that, like that's the, the magnetic. Truth. I hated the magnet stuff. I hated that stuff in physics so much because uh, it's like, oh, we have the magnetic north pole and we have the north oh, magnetic yeah, yeah, pole, yeah. and they're two different things. They're literally opposites. It's like, oh, I hate this. I don't know why they do this stuff, but anyway, so we have the cathode, and we have the anode, and. I'm looking at this little diagram that will be in the show notes, but basically we have the um, the anode side. Okay, well, actually, we'll get to the anode side later. The cathode side is where we put the lithium. The lithium. Okay. Uh, and, you know, obviously, not in, in reality, it's not, it's not pure lithium. Pure lithium is, like, uh, unstable. So they mix lithium with some kind of uh, other chemical, usually, like, potassium or or, uh, or cobalt or something like that. They mix it together. So it stabilizes it. Now, then in the middle of these, you have an electrolyte plus a separator, but mainly an electrolyte, which is like lithium salt or some kind of material that will allow lithium to pass through, but it will not allow the electrons to, uh, to pass through. Oh, how does that work? Isn't lithium like way bigger than an electron? Like imagine like a filter, but that doesn't make sense. It's because of uh, light charges attracting and repelling and also because of a, uh, there's a special layer, I actually don't want to go that deep, but it's like this special layer called like a <laughs> SCI layer, which just, when the lithium passes through, it like, almost merges with the electrolyte and creates this, this boundary that doesn't allow the electron that the electron doesn't want to go through so it, it like okay, you know how it'll, it'll choose the path of least resistance and in this case the path of least resistance will be whatever load you put on it like you know your drone your camera your phone your uh your whatever it, like the electron will pass through that device instead your light right so okay i see i see so here's that's the basic that's the basic model so the idea is you have lithium that travels through this electrolyte to the anode, but the electron of lithium gets pulled out and goes through a different, We call it's called like the external or the outer circuit or whatever. It goes through that circuit instead and it meets on the same anode side. Okay. But so you can see the electron has a separate path than the, than the lithium. But they both meet up at the end in the same place. Now that's all great and dandy and yeah, you get, this is called discharging because you do get some amount of electricity, but how do you recharge now? So when you put a battery, when you put a recharge or whatever, however you want to recharge it, like, you know, plug into your outlet or whatever, then it forces the electrons to go the opposite way. And again, the electrons will take that outer circuit, which is now your whatever battery charger that you're connected to. It'll take that circuit and it'll go back to the cathode and the lithium will go back 
through the electrolyte. Okay, so they take the same path back to. Exactly. So you can see how this ba- this happens back, then it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's your rechargeable battery. That's great and all. That's wonderful. And this is like, this is one of the things that I, you know, you always hear in theory and you always see diagrams and you're like, so, okay, I see these layers and whatnot, but what, but what does that really mean? Or how does it really look like inside of a battery? Right. That's kind of like important too, right? Like I always imagine yeah. there's just magic in there and it just works. But there's yep, yep. obviously this reality. And this is, by the way, this is a, this is a chemical. It's stored in, it's stored a chemical energy and it gets converted to electrical energy when you're actually using it. So it's a very, very smart way to do this. Uh, it's very interesting, but very smart. Um, and this is not a new technology, actually. This was made like a long time ago. Like, seriously, like, 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 I think it was like, I think I was reading like in the 1800s, someone made like, or maybe in the 1900s, someone made like a, like an official version of this, like the what, the first stable version of this. And then only now did they get it to like, you know, very optimized and whatnot. And a small form factor that is, his machine was like really big. But <laughs> Okay, so then there's another problem because you're like, okay, this is all great and all, but in your phones, there's something called battery degradation, right? Your battery oh, yes, degrades yes. over time. So how do you think that happens? Because if this, in the process that I just told you, there's, well, it seems like there's it no loss. It doesn't sound like anything's being used, right? Yeah, right? It seems like it's being reused and reused and reused. Well, obviously, that's not how, the, that's not how reality is. You know, reality yeah, yeah. is a cruel, cruel, I know, no, but anyways, it's, it's just it's how phys, phys, physical world is. But while the lithium, and actually, this is the big reason why pe- why the companies tell you not to not to discharge your battery all the way to zero percent, and not to overcharge your battery to one hundred percent. You know, keep it in keep it in the middle. And usually, I definitely like phone companies will say before it fully discharges, it will just not let you do anything. So you have to put on a charger to start it. Okay, I always I always wondered about this. I guess that makes sense because like like if my phone dies, yeah, and I try to turn it on. It doesn't do nothing. It says, hey, plug me in. So clearly there's still some charge left there. If it's able to be like, hey, plug me in. Exactly. Yeah, it never, it doesn't allow you to fully discharge. Because if you do fully discharge, you're going to lose a lot of the efficiency of the battery. Okay, interesting. Because how does that happen? Well, imagine all of the lithium from the cathode goes to the anode. All of it. Okay, not all. Okay. That's obviously not all possible. All, but most of it. All, like 99% of it. Now, when the lithium hits the anode, by the way, the anode material is, is, is a type of graphite. Uh, usually use graphite because it's more, uh, uh, it's very well structured and it's carbon. Like, they need to be carbon. I don't know. They're actually, there's different types, so it's like, whatever. This is the main type. Hexagons being the best hexagons, yes. Yes. And lithium will merge with this and it'll create something called, I don't know what it's called, but it's some reaction. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called something. And that something can no longer be broken apart. Oh, okay. It's permanent permanent so therefore if you fully discharge your battery uh there will be no more and actually there's a bit more than that because electrons will know how will, won't have space so it's like it's a, it's a big mess basically you will get these things that can no longer uh split so when you try to recharge your battery it's like wait a minute all of a sudden your lithium capacity as they say went low you no longer have as much lithium so you don't have enough your battery just is basically dying it's gonna die this happens over time because every single time the process happens, you do this 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 reaction happens every single time it goes back and forth. So another thing is, you shouldn't charge your batteries often. <laughs> you only do it if you need to, right? But you yeah. know most people put it overnight and they like forget. Who cares, you know? But if you want to fully maximize your battery, you know, put an alarm on when it gets to 100%. Wake up and then put. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, you know, so this 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 is uh, interesting. I saw a video where 
a dude was tearing down one of these lithium-ion cell phone batteries. Just see what what the heck's inside of these, right? Well, there's two main... Did he blow up in his face? Actually, yes. And he was... He's a little insane doing it. He's like, oh, it's heating up. He's heating up. Oh my god, sparks. And he's like... I'll show you the video, but it's, it, uh, to me, I was like, alright, no bueno. But that, that's dangerous. <laughs> lithium, lithium uh, but it is dangerous, which is why it wasn't used yeah, very yeah. often. So it's like, uh, you gotta be careful. Because as soon as it starts... Um, the process of going insane, like you short it, it's like very fast. It's a very fast reaction. It snowballs very quickly. Exactly. And depending, but the voltage is usually not that bad, but if the voltage is high, then it's like, oh, that's, that's an explosion. But when he was opening it up, first of all, the battery is encased, is encased in a seal. It's, it's almost like, I, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to figure out how to say it. Like, imagine I gave you like, uh, it was analogy time. Here we go. Yeah, well, imagine I gave you like a box, and okay, I told I you box. this, and I told you this is the battery. Okay. And you're like, okay. Then you open the box, like with your, like you open the Amazon box, and then you you, you open it up, and inside there's another box. And you're like, wait, I thought this was the battery. So mm-hmm. then I tell you, okay, well, yeah, but technically the smaller box is the battery. Okay. <laughs> then you open the smaller box, and you realize. Oh, okay. So that's the actual battery, but it's like, okay. but it's encased in this bigger box, which is which is also encased in another box in shipping. But whatever, that doesn't matter. The main thing is, it looks like a battery because there's an internal circuit in batteries that prevent it from, you know, that's that's the thing that tells it like, oh, you can't discharge fully and don't overcharge. Oh, okay. So it's like a little. So the battery itself, in terms of the thing that holds the charge, is one component. But the battery in your phone is this wrapper around it that has extra logic and circuitry that's uh, like, perfect, hey, perfect. don't let it go too far. Don't let it overcharge, perhaps. Like, maybe that's how... I always wondered, how do they restrict the flow? Because my iPhone seems to imply that after it fully charges, it tries to limit how yeah. much more charging... Like, how does it do that? That makes sense if it's like a circuit around the battery before you can get to the battery. Yep, circuit. And I'm sure there's tons of other stuff in there like that can measure, like, you know, other stuff. But that's the main thing. And... So you have to pop that sucker off because you're going to discharge it even lower. That should tell you that it's already dangerous. But anyways, moving on. You pop that sucker off and then you open up the battery. Now the shocking part is, I, I don't know what I imagined. I thought maybe I was thinking there's some kind of liquid or there's some kind of little elf there that's doing something. But it's <laughs> it's like three strips of like plastic, if you will. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's also not what I imagined either. Yeah. The elect- okay, usually the anode and the cathode, they mix with some uh, copper to make it more conductive. And the electrolyte is already with a separator. But anyways, to me, in the video, it looks like just plastic. And you just and it's rolled up. So the reason why it's in, in that shape or in the cylinder shape is it's just rolled up. It's just that one strip that they just roll up to make it tinier. So it's rolled up. Okay. But that's it. It's, it's just these strips of... That's, that's the battery, dude. It's just these strips. So, but, so it's, it's multiple strips... Yeah, uh, there are three strips. Okay, so there's three strips, each rolled up into like their own little cylinders. No, no, no. Side by side. Like, there's three strips, and they're stacked on top of each other, right? With the anode, electrolyte, and the cathode. And then they're okay. rolled all together, all three of them together. All three are rolled together. Like a sandwich. And, that, and then how does that get into like the flat box shape? Or is this, are you talking about cylindrical versions? So cylindrical versions will just be cylindrical. And then flat box shape, they'll just rolled up in the flat box shape type. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm using the term uh, rolled so- up, but it's like folding. Oh, it's folded. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. That makes more sense to me now. Okay. Now, now I'm trying, so I was trying to figure out how is it a flat box shape? Then I, th- I thought maybe it's like a bunch of rolled side by side, like a cigarette box. 
kind of thing. But okay, no. Oh, okay, we'll get to that. But this in in iPhone, oh, okay, in iPhone specifically, it's just that kind of folding that that just fold and it's a huge it's a huge amount of layers. But that's kind of it. That's kind of that's kind of the battery. This chemical process happening a quadrillion times. Actually, I think it's more like a quintillion times inside your phone every single second, and then electricity. Like I, I don't know what actually. I think there's more stuff in there. Like there's there's liquid that came out. That's part of the electrolyte, and there's some kind of powder in there. Probably that's probably a powder form of a the salt. But whatever. The main thing is those three strips, which really shocked me because I was like, this is this is the battery. This is the technology. This is the future of the world. Like <laughs> just these strips. Because like this is like three sheets of paper rolled up. Boom. Very impressive though. Anyways, why does this relate to Elon Musk? Yet? It's because <laughs> Tesla batteries. They they use lithium batteries because they're rechargeable, right? But I was so shocked when I saw this. The actual and I don't know what model this is, so I don't know. If, I think they're changing it up. But the do you, have you seen the t- the Tesla batteries? I guess they just look like giant boxes, like flat, like more relatively flat, but giant bulky boxes. That's all I've ever seen them. So if you yeah, basically if you take off the hood and everything and the seats and whatever, you'll just see a huge layer on the ground of uh like the batteries they're like in they're like in packs and the packs are in modules or whatever but each module contains the cylindrical type of these normal batteries okay so cylindrical types all bundled up like like what i I thought you were describing with the iphone the cigarette exactly it's like imagine imagine someone told me like okay here's a duracell battery and it powers your remote okay perfect no problem now someone tells you here's the same battery but here's a hundred thousand of them, and it powers your car. And I'm like, that's what that's the that's the amazing technology that I've been hearing about. It's just a bunch of these together. No, okay. I'll, so were you expecting like giant sheets, <laughs> like instead of like a bunch of small, just like the, the sheet the size of the or the the bottom of a car sized, well, just I, three of those sheets rolled up over and over. I, I have no idea what I was expecting. I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I was expecting some kind of thing in the middle that just like. Uh, and, and a gnome sits in there and they just, I don't I, I don't know what I was thinking but I wasn't expecting to see a bunch of double A batteries they're not double A batteries but <laughs> an- analogous double A batteries just laying in the side floor of your side. car but okay okay I, I don't want to detract there is it's obviously still very impressive because there's still a like the uh, like they still have to cool the batteries and they still have to charge the batteries evenly in the overcharge production and apparently they've done it in a very very clever way also you know time. these are cars but they have to be able to sustain a certain amount of damage like if you get into a car accident these batteries, they're, they're dangerous if they're punctured. That's actually pierced. one of the... And this, these are on the bottom of the car. So it's not that hard to get, you know, to, something to puncture your car from the bottom anyways. But yeah. I think... They, you, they, you drive over something by accident? Yeah, but they've stressed... they've It's protected and they've stressed the of batteries. Course. Yeah, so it's not like it's a... I saw a video where someone, like, literally shot an arrow at the batteries and it didn't do anything, so... Oh, that's that's, that's wild. And they got that's the, an arrow would do it. And did you know that the batteries... That they use come from Panasonic. I don't. I don't know. There was. I don't know. They team with Japanese uh, battery manufacturers. Legends. Yeah, manufacturers. Yeah, Panasonic. I know that. I. I feel like that's something that I would have known. Like, oh yeah, do you know Tesla batteries are Panasonic batteries? Yeah, they're literally Panasonic eighteen six fifty form factor lithium ion batteries that they created in their mega factory, and they're using their cars. Actually, I think they're trying to bump up, and there's some controversy around it. But whatever. The point is. Half of them came in the Panasonic stuff, which is like, I don't know. Blue Are these available for like individuals? Could I just buy one of those cylinders? Just have, just have one. I looked, I looked into it, but I couldn't find any. So uh, I don't know. Maybe like you had to be a company that buys like sixty billion. Yeah, we'd have to drive to, we have to drive to Tesla and be like, Yo, can I just 
You know, you can just souvenir. That's all. <laughs> souvenir. I I know I know they give it to people if they like the video that I sh- the video that I the video that I saw was like they had like a huge pack of the bodies. I'm like, why do they have them? And they just destroyed them. But that's true. Yeah, I I don't, I don't even need like a charged one. Just give me like a. Give me one of the ones that accidentally discharged fully. I'll, I'll take it. How big is this? I'm imagining like a baton size, by the way. How big are these cylinders? No, 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 no. Imagine your, imagine your standard AA battery. Yeah. Like they're a little bit taller and a little bit thicker, but that's it. Really? My, I was thinking like I, 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 I couldn't wrap my hand around it. These are like big cylinders. No, no, no. It's very, very tiny. So, and so th- yeah, you weren't joking. You said like there's like hundreds of, like thousands of these. Hundreds the of thousands of, of these in the bottom of Tesla. And this, I don't know a model again. Because I think they're moving on to a different form factor. Like, 18650 is just a form factor. Like, how many, how thick, and how wide it is. I don't know what it means exactly. But they moved to 2070, so it's a little bit bigger. But the, the, it's, yeah, that's it. It's just a bunch of Duracell batteries. I, I, I don't know, whatever, dude. I guess you expected, you expected, like, it to be a new type of technology. Like, it's completely unanalogous to anything you've seen before. But no, it's like, imagine this, slightly bigger, that's it. And a thousand of them, and that's it. It just looks so refined. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like the engine. If you imagine an engine in a car, you're like, oh, whoa, okay, the engine. That's kind of cool. That's like you know an engine. But when you think of this, is like, wait, what? I mean, yeah, one's mechanical and one's electrical. Like a mechanical thing's always interesting. You ever see that video? I think it was a Veritasa video actually, where a guy made a mechanical calculator that did calculus. Like it's a mechanical calculator, so it's all moving physical pieces that does calculus. Wow, what the heck? Why? <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. I think, this is, I think this is before computers. So before oh, a human dang. would have to do it. Okay, Jesus. So before computers, you're like, okay, we need like an actual machine. And machines back then were actual physical moving gears and rotating cylinders and stuff. So you'd like find a way to like do calculus that. I still don't understand how it, how, how it works. All I can right. barely understand like a mechanical calculator that does like addition. Which is a bunch of gears all connected to each other. So when one gear goes up, it moves the other gear that goes up, and that's how you do numbers. Don't believe it. it's like, easy. You just you just got to use the Taylor expansion formulas, and then you just have to you know. There's only multiplication and division there, and that's already just addition subtraction, and then you're done. Just an infinite series. Just do an infinite number. No, of no, times. no. You you cut it off after like ten, because that's all you can handle. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great. I don't know it's, so there's something like very beautiful about mechanical systems, even if like let's be honest, like we should phase them out. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You're gonna obviously you're gonna need some of them. Definitely. Have you ever seen? Oh, what was it? Oh, what was that engine called? I remember it was a physics project. We had to like, we were all. This is like, like in high school, so it's like it's a very basic assignment of like, you were given a type of engine. So somebody got the four-stroke engine, the most basic of car engines. But there was one that was like, I think it was a rotary engine. You should see that thing in action. I think someone made like a, uh, yeah, a rotary engine. Yeah, someone made like a hollow version of it, so you can see it in action. It's so bizarre to see like a rounded triangle spin. Oh, I see it. It looks really dope. Like when you see like the actual like diagrams that show this is where the gas gets pushed in. Then it gets compressed here. Then it bloody explodes because that's how engines work. And it pushes the thing and just cycles through. It's pretty cool. But just look at this rotary engine. It's like, that's what I, I imagine. That, that's like industrial. That's like ingenious. That's like, that's what I imagine Did in my car. Did you want to see like a Tony Stark arc reactor? Is yes. that what you wanted? I think, that, I think that's what it is. I, I actually think that's what it is. But in, in reality, we just get a bunch of these... It's it's very disappointing to me. Like it's still impressive, but it's just disappointing that that's the actual technology. You want to see something like visually impressive? I guess it the magic is kind of gone, which is the which is the uh, you know it's like oh to reach hard batteries, how do they do it? Who cares? It's amazing, but now it's like oh <laughs> like 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 oh right. it's just 
Like, uh, if I just got my Duracell batteries, line them all up, and there we go. Seriously, actually. But obviously, there's, there's, there, they do it in a clever way, and I, I don't want to detract from there. It's still very ingenious, the way they do it. Like, why wasn't, if this was so easy, then why don't I do it? Or, like, why, why didn't anyone do it before then? They tried. But it's like, their Tesla made it so that, you know, it's feasible. Even now, people are like, nah, nah, nah. If it doesn't drive, like, 10,000 years, then I ain't buying one. But it's like, <laughs> I mean, how often do you drive a car up, but you, don't, you know? Yeah, even then, like, I would argue the biggest shortcoming of electric vehicles has always been, like, oh, how far can you drive? And it's always, like, less than people want it to be. Yeah, but it's always like it's, it's is it it's good enough though. Like if you're going on a road trip, maybe not, but it's like it's good enough for what you do every day. Oh yeah, for me totally, it would totally make sense to get a vehicle, especially because you're in California, man. Holy yeah, fuck. especially California makes oh makes a God, lot dude. of sense. I saw an article that was like you know regarding like geopolitical tensions. It's like oh gas gas has finally reached four dollars a gallon for the first time since like two thousand and eight, and I'm what? like I wish gas was four dollars a gallon over here. Yeah, geez, you. Gas is so expensive here. Yeah, I, just, I can't just wait in the future where you just you just download a car, and they just ship you a bunch of batteries. It's like IKEA. You just build your own car, and then you're like, all right. People will be like, oh, this is this is a pre-built. No, no, no. This I built this car. It's like, oh. I'm so. I, I really hope more company. It, it seems like that's the case. These are electric vehicles. More companies are going the Tesla route of selling cars, where it's not a dealership nonsense. Because I hate dealership nonsense. It's just like, hey, here's how much the car costs. Buy it. Don't buy it. Up to you. It's like, you know, any other regular store. But no, no, for a car, you got to like sit down, talk to a guy. You got to spend like a whole like day. You got to like schedule an entire day to sit down and talk to a guy who is doing his damnedest to charge you as much money as possible. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate reality. But also, this is the, this is literally the future. Like not just the cars, but the, the idea of the lithium-ion battery. It's been growing since the iPhones, not iPhones, but since the smartphones and since, since all these rechargeable stuff. And it's only going to get... It's getting way more popular right now. I feel like smartphones was definitely the thing that made battery life like front and center in people's lives. Like, I don't think people really cared that much about battery life before smartphones. But it's like, oh, my phone only lasts one day now. As opposed to like the Motorola Razr. You know, you, plug, you charge that once and like you go for like five years. And you go, oh my God, low battery. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's a trade-off. They decided that, you know, it's better to go this way than to go that way. And you know whether you agree, you don't agree. Doesn't really matter because that's how we're doing it. Exactly. It's like whether you agree or not. Uh, shut up. Doesn't matter. You can't do anything about it. But I think I think it's good. I think uh, rechargeable batteries are just good in general. You know, it's a. Uh, I would I would I would assume that it's less pollution too, but. Mm, you never know with these things. It's yeah. Like oh yeah, but it just front loads all of the pollution in the manufacturing stage. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the concerns too, which is like graph graphite is like is like how do you mine that and just mining that causes a lot of pollution but then some people say oh but graphene is what you want but that's pure graphite so that might be even more it's like whatever but there is a but what i'm saying is there's a lot of research going into it there's billions of dollars going into this like across the entire world whoever literally whoever makes the next breakthrough is gonna be it's gonna be out there because like obviously that's what i'm wondering like what's after lithium ion before we had like what was it alkaline batteries yeah then we had lithium ion like what's next like what's like that What's the arc reactor? You know, what's was that? Well, I'm I'm sure they're gonna. They're, people are trying to find other elements that can do the properties of lithium, but even better, or they can make the process even better. And like Tesla's trying to f- push into the market of like, we're gonna take the same battery, but we're gonna make it way more efficient. Because if you can make that one cell more efficient, it already boosts all of your car, like your cells. That's right? true. So yeah, because a one percent increase in an individual battery. It's multiplied across however many batteries you have. Yeah, and there's benefits in doing it the way the Tesla did because if like one of them messes up, then you can replace it. 
it's not like a and it won't be that expensive because it's just one or two or you know however many in a module it won't be like the whole thing hopefully but they won't do that they'll just be like hey listen buy a new car the apple uh, approach you what's that your battery's degraded buy a new phone well no, no apple apple will apple will change your battery but it'll cost you yeah but it'll cost you I, actually i wasn't about that I totally, i'm totally surprised by that i i know that apple is one of those companies that tries really hard to like make it difficult to repair the devices so you can't just go to like a third person shop yeah you i mean you have to think of the business aspect because literally apple knows that they want to sell iphones and if your iphone is like two three years like let's say it's three years old and your battery's degraded like a lot and you want to you're like okay should i get a new phone because it's been three years but this phone is still really good right like I, I you reach a point where iphones are so like for example any iphone that's modern is like so good there's like there's no real reason for me to upgrade like yeah there's some nice features and whatever but what it's still so good right yeah like the improvements i don't know if it's just my expectations have gone higher over time i feel like the improvements are more incremental now where like i, I have to wait more years before a phone becomes worth it un- except for the fact that my battery degrades that's usually what pushes me to get a new phone battery degradation but you know what this is this is also a uh it's going to be like cars. Like It's going to be like, oh, here's the iPhone 2022. iPhone 2023. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, iPhone 13 anymore. Or iPhone 14 or whatever. It's going to be like cars where they're like, uh, oh, this is the model. This is the make. This is the whatever. I'm pretty sure that's the way they're going down anyways. Because they're releasing an iPhone every year. Like that's, It's like it's part of their deal or whatever. Like their upgrade plan, right? Like people, yep, yep. It, 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 it shocked me that people are like, yes, I will pay you. I think it's around like $50 a month or whatever. I'll pay you $50 a month for my iPhone and then when the new iPhone comes up I'll have a free upgrade to the next iPhone because I keep paying $50 but you're perpetually paying these $50 and then you're perpetually yeah. upgrading your iPhones I mean that's why they made the numbering so confusing because like iPhone is iPhone 13 the 13th iPhone now did they re- did they re-line that up yet no wait is, why is it confusing it still goes it goes, still goes increasing numerical order if someone tells no, you I got an like, iPhone 12 and if someone tells you iPhone 11 then you know that 12 came after the 11 I mean, I guess that's true, but I meant like, cause like the first iPhone was like iPhone, then the second was iPhone 3G, and the okay. third one was 3GS, and the fourth one was four, and then it was 4S, five, 5S, so 5S is like the seventh, and like six, did you do a six S? I actually don't know. Like it, 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 it unaligned, and then for the tenth iPhone, they made it iPhone X, but you're supposed to pronounce it ten, I think. And like, I was wondering, like, if they if they relined that up yet? No, I know what you're saying, but it's like I, I don't I don't think of it like that because if if it's an iPhone four and iPhone four S, yeah, they're different phones, but they're still in the four lineup. So I still consider those like if sometimes I have an iPhone five or iPhone four, it's still it's I don't know, it's not it's not very difficult because obviously there's iPhone thirteen, iPhone thirteen Pro, iPhone thirteen Pro Max, iPhone ten, iPhone ten R, iPhone ten whatever. It's like yeah, there's a bunch of different variants of these, but like that's not really. I guess that's true. You can think of it that way. It's kind of like that, like PlayStation four versus PlayStation four Pro. It's like the in-between. It's not the same as the PlayStation 5, which is the next one. Yeah. What I'm waiting for is the iPhone flip phone, dude. Please, iPhone. Please, Apple. Please. They, they keep trying to do that. They keep trying to make these like flip phone, touchscreen phones. And I think they could work. They, they seem like a cool idea, but every time they do it, it seems like it just never works out. That's it's always that, garbage. That's because only Android's been doing it. Oh. Because <laughs> seriously, only Samsung. I've only seen Samsung flip phones that are really good. That's right? true. Like, that are really popular and actually still people, still, people buy them. I want to see we know that, like, we, uh, we have, like, historical records. Like, if Apple does something, it only becomes impressive. Like, yeah, you people, know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. But like, I'm saying, like, I, get, I remember when, like, Samsung released their phone. And people were like, it's so big and bulky. Like, who would want that phone? And, like, three, four years later, iPhone had, was, like, the exact same size. And it's like, oh, it's fantastic. And I think Samsung even made some ads, like, poking fun at that. Like, how early people were like, oh, it's too big. 
and now it's standard size because iPhone the smartphones have just gotten huge. But I can totally see like, oh, Apple makes a flip phone, and now flip phones are popular. No, fl- fl- okay. First of all, flip phones were, were always popular, and now uh... no, 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 trust me, dude. Everyone loves a flip phone. Okay, I will always hold that to my grave. But when when Android released the flip phone, and I thought it was really cool too. I was like, oh, dude, flip phone is really good. It actually not that. It's actually not bad. But it's still what, we, what I think of it is it's emerging technology. It's experimental. When mm-hmm. Apple does it, I'll be like, I'll be more secure. I'll be like, oh, okay, they released it. I think they think that it's not a bad idea. Like it, they did it properly. They polished like, it. Like you'd basically feel like you would feel as if though you were beta testing or something. Yes. If you got like, it's like a public beta. If you got the Samsung version, as opposed to the Apple version, which seems like oh, this is actual official release. And I mean, let's be honest, dude. I I saw a lot of news stories when when that when that when that when the Android flip phone came out, and the other one, which it came out in like a like an iPad, or like not iPad, but like a tablet kind of one, where they're like, oh, the glass cracks and the seams are this, and you yeah, can see yeah. the light, and it, this part of the touchscreen doesn't work, and if you flip the phone closed, there's a screen in the front too, but it doesn't work half the time. So there's it's like they're testing it themselves too. So I'm like, let me see the final product. Apple, please get on that. But you know, it's whatever their vision is. They're like, no, no, we don't want to go there. We just want to get taller and and wider and. <laughs> I don't know. Apple releases pants designed to fit their phones. There, there was a rumor about the Apple car, like the, like an Apple electric car coming out. Was that just a rumor? Or is it like is it actually coming out? I don't know, man. I feel like I, I've only ever heard that reference because everyone makes that same stupid joke every single time. With like, oh, the Apple car came out, no Windows, ha ha ha. Every god, so like to the point where like I don't even know if it's real or not, but they're actually making an Apple car. If it's just somebody just remaking that joke. Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard that increasingly. In the past couple of years, I'm like, is this is this a thing now? Is it? But I haven't seen any substantial proof of it. I wouldn't surprise me. This... I wonder if flip phones are still popular in Japan. Because I remember like a couple of podcasts ago, I mentioned offhandedly that I I've heard that flip phones were still popular in Japan. That they were still like a Dude, go-to device. I told you the most popular phone in Japan is the iPhone. Yeah, I know, I know. You told me that, but I still wonder like like in terms of like the flip phone market, like not looking at it from a, a phone perspective, but from the flip phone, which country buys the most flip phones out of all the other countries? You get what I'm saying? Like that, there's a difference there. Who even, who even makes flip phones anymore? That's the problem. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I do. I remember like back in 2012, like flip phones were supposedly like one of the best-selling devices in Japan. But that was like back in 2012. You know, it's been 10 years now. So I want to see if that changed. Because if it hasn't changed, like okay, maybe people really do like flip phones. Maybe people just really like the appeal of flip phones. Dude, I love flip phones. It's a tinier package in your pocket, and then you flip it open, and it just feels nicer. You know what I'm saying? It's more fun to play with. I'll give you that. Like, I, when I was a kid, I remember trying to like open a phone with one hand and close it with one hand. And I thought that was so impressive to be able to do that. It's it's very cool. Please bring it back. I was like, you got an electric engineering degree. You can you can do it. <laughs> Get on that. No. <laughs> this is just straight no. I already know how much time and effort and money it's going to take. And that's not going to happen. Maybe one day when I get a small loan of a billion dollars. Think about it. Yeah, the next guy who makes like who patents the new the new lithium ion thing, who? Even if not, if any if anyone makes a discovery or like a breakthrough and making it more that's efficient, like like something that's like it's uh, like alkaline is to lithium, lithium is to whatever. That next thing, whoever like patents that, it's like because who's not gonna buy the the new version of the battery? No, I'm saying it more like alkaline is to lithium, but lithium is to and just any iterations of the lithium one. It's still it's so it's so hot right now, like. Oh, okay. So, like, instead of like a new type of battery, just lithium 2.0. Yeah, just just lithium because there's still so many ways to make it efficient. Literally every year they're making it more and more efficient. So there's, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. And all because of some subatomic particle. It's weird to think that the world works like this. Like, what if they just weren't there? Like, just if electrons didn't exist. What if that's just what if that's just the way that the world works? 
Like, no, uh, dude. Like, we, we can't. We can't have this discussion, Hamza. We can't do it. Okay. Because, like, okay. I'll be over here, like, what do you think about it? Like, all humans are just a collection of atoms, you know? And, and it goes too far. It goes too deep into, like, the what does it mean to be a live rabbit hole? And I don't, I don't like that rabbit hole. It's a scary rabbit hole. Our thoughts are thoughts. Are we real? Is cheese cheese? If, if I'm 100 pounds and I eat 1% nachos, I might... Okay, anyways. <laughs> this has been your boy, Hum Zizzle, and we're signing out. Please don't keep that in. I'm keeping please that. Please do, do another take. Do another I'm take, keeping, please, Hamza. I'm keeping that. What do you mean? That was great. Uh, this is Amol Deep. Signing off on the last episode of Time Sync Ever, apparently. That was Amol Zizzle. Alright, peace out. the recording.